Welcome to Broken Catholic, the show where I interview practicing Catholics, non-Catholics, and recovering Catholics about why the world isn't working right now, and tackle unspeakable topics that many people secretly struggle with but won't admit. See, I believe that God is in the business of transformation, so I'm here to stand for you having a transformation so big that when God is done with you, you're barely recognizable. I'm your host, your coach, your brother, Joseph Warren. I'm also a broken Catholic and former atheist, and I freely share my personal struggles of being a modern Catholic man. It's freaking hard. I don't have it all figured out. I'm a work in progress just like you, and that's okay. Today, our featured guest is Saul Pitchin. Saul, thanks for being on the show. You're one of my favorite human beings on the planet. (laughs) And uh, go ahead and... Let's uh, share with the audience just some context. What's the industry you work in? What's Mm -hmm. the name of the company or organization you work with? And what's your title there? You got it. Well, first of all, Joseph, thank you for having me. It's been a blessing for for us to be friends all these years, and I love this podcast that that you have. Um, My name is Saul Pichon, and I am president and CEO of New Life Solutions, and uh, it's in the pro-life movement. So a lot of people know pregnancy centers, and ours are um, uh, really medical clinics because we have medical staff. We have five medical clinics, three in Pinellas County, just you know, so that's here in Tampa, Florida. Yeah, yeah and and uh, yeah, uh, and uh, uh, that's uh, Tarpon Springs and uh, Pinellas Park and Largo, mm. and then over here in Tampa where we're recording yeah. uh, in on Kennedy, right here in South Tampa, and, and up in North Tampa by USF. Wow, you guys yeah. are just expanding. We're covering Tampa Bay, covering Tampa Bay. Because the need is huge, right? Oh, it's huge. So what specifically, like if you had to break it down to three things, what are the three things that you provide to your clients? Well, first of all, there are um, Florida, the state of Florida's third largest provider of abortions in America. I did not know that. And what we provide is um, an answer and hope for those teenagers as well as young women who have an unplanned pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And, of course, being in in the pro-life movement, um, looking to assist that woman as well as take care of that little child, protect that child, um, we provide um, hope and healing and uh, all these free services and the support that they need. We want them to choose life. Mm. What does that mean? It means that either parent that child or place for adoption. We love the adoption agencies. There's so many. Joseph, do you realize there's, there's hundreds of thousands of couples throughout this nation mm. who are looking to adopt, who aren't mm. able to have a child? Yeah. And so uh, the average age that we see out of all five of our clinics is about 21 years old. Wow. So it's not just the teenagers. In fact, most abortions are performed on women um, 20 to 25. Over 33% of all abortions are performed on, on that age group. Mm-hmm. And that's college, you know, career, professionals, and all. And so people operate out of fear. I'm a psychotherapist by, by trade. You know, that's my background. Yeah. And I've been here as president and CEO of New Life Solutions uh, for nearly 20 years. And, and with that, um, you know, I'm able to, to bring and, and train our people to really understand how most folks, most people operate out of fear. Mm-hmm. 
to help prevent fear of fear of rejection, fear of I fear was just of failure, and all that. About that, the two driving uh, emotions in humanity is fear or love. Yeah. And yes. They can't coexist. <laughs> so which one no. are you operating? Oh, you know we operate out of Boom. love. We love the the women and the teens that come in there, the couples. Love it. And most of them, I'd say ninety percent, really about eighty five, ninety percent are single. Uh, mm-hmm. Or living together, they're not they're not married. The others are married couples yeah. that are having this unplanned pregnancy. Yeah. Maybe they've got marital problems, or they have financial problems, or whatever it may be. But I can tell you could talk all day about this topic. Oh. So we're going to save it for the next episode. Okay. Yeah. But this episode, let's get right into it. I always start every podcast this way. Why do you think the world isn't working right now? The number one is we've gotten away from God. Mm. And with that, that means we've gotten away from the uh, the importance of family. Mm. And who's the one who created family? Our Heavenly Father did. He he created Adam, and then he said, Oy vey. You know, I come from a Jewish background. Right? He said, Oy vey, Adam, you know, you're, you're okay. However, it looks like you need a mate. It's not good for Adam to be alone. That's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, but, but there's a calling for people to be single. Paul was, and, um, and you are. And, and the things that you accomplish because of where you are in life, it's amazing. It's just amazing, Joseph, and you know that. Again, we've known each other, we respect each other, love each other uh, in the Lord, and uh, God's accomplishing great things through you. He's accomplishing great things through myself, and we're both very humble. We're not there to brag about it. Right. But it's not about us. That's it's why. not about us. It's about, it's about honoring God and fulfilling the plan, the purpose, the calling, and the destiny that he has put in us, and then he has put in every person. That's why an innocent child in the womb, which is one of the most dangerous places these days, there's a there's a calling on that life, that little innocent life. Mm-hmm. So um, because God wants there to be family. It can be a family of one. It can be a family of ten. Yeah, I get that. Yes. So you the answer to your question, it is. It's the the, the breakdown of the family. And and um, if if we don't have God in the center of our lives, and God is love, it says so in the Bible. God is love. So you said earlier, right? Either fear, operate. Would people operate out of fear, or they operate out of love? Yeah. And man, and um, let me add to that: people are fear-driven or faith-led. Mm-hmm. When you're faith-led, you're operating out of love. So love so here we are. Got it. When it comes to Christianity, why do you think there is so much? divisiveness in the world right now um you know right? we have like 30 40,000 different sex yeah. denominations of being christian we different do. churches we why do. why all that divisiveness you know, the uh, first of all there's an evil one that's out there and it's the evil one satan is the one that undermines god and so what he does is he, he's the one that that um tries to to create confusion and, uh, and, you know, Joseph, he, he, rules, he rules the media. Now, you're one of the few people in the media <laughs> that is very pro-life, pro-family, and proactive, okay? That's right. And so it is, and you say, Saul, it's overly simplifying things, but it's, I'm not. The evil one that's out there that, that um, uh, gets you to doubt things, or our culture is no longer a culture of life, it's a culture of death. It's a culture of do anything you want to do. In Christianity, you, you live for God. You live for the Lord. And he's written it through the scriptures. He's laid out how best to live. And if we'd follow his way, there would be a whole lot less. Uh, there'd be more peace. 
more purpose, more focus. But people who don't understand that Jesus, who is the only one, only God who was raised from the dead, <laughs> and we follow him, and he's seated on the right hand of God, and, and he left, when he went to be with, with the Lord, he left the Holy Spirit. And where does the Holy Spirit reside? In us. Mm-hmm. So here we live in a Are culture. Are you sure you're not a theologian? Oh, man. Man, uh, you're, you're caring like a theologian yeah. to me. Right and now. here we are in our culture that says anything goes. Yeah, I get that. Right? Yeah, and there's this, uh, this separation, right? And I think you're right. The enemy literally uh, tries to divide us because exactly. divided you fall, right? Exactly. We get that. We know that, but yet we're doing it. And, and here we are hating on each other because you have a different label, right, mm-hmm. than I do. Yeah. It's like, oh, you're a Republican. I'm a Democrat. Democrat right. Or, you right. know, oh, you're pro-life. Well, I'm pro-choice. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, the conversation stops. Yeah. Because our ears shut down. Yeah. Because we're no longer open to the other person because we just label them. We judge them. Yeah. And and that's a sh- that's a problem. And I think that has a lot to do with why the world's not working. To your point, right? Is that these conversations aren't happening. We're yeah. not making things better. We're we're like ducking yeah. and hiding from them because yeah. we don't want the confrontation or whatever. You hit now, it. Now yeah. let me ask you this: What mm-hmm. faith were you raised in, Saul? I was raised Jewish. Cool. My awesome. parents, my bo- both my parents, um, were Holocaust survivors. Wow. And um, you so realize I, you're the chosen faith. Yeah, it's by what God, right? It's what the scriptures say. I'm, I'm having a little, uh, you know, faith jealousy here. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> no, okay, so um, are you still uh, practicing that faith? No. Um, about 30 years ago, I, I met this gentleman who was a Jewish. Believer, we call it. You know, well, we I'll always be Jewish, but uh, he he was a, a, a Jewish believer who uh, who met Jesus Christ, the Messiah, and he shared that that uh, truth with me, mm-hmm. and um, and since then I've given my heart to, to God, to the Lord, and I've been going to uh, church all these years. I go to Messianic synagogues where that's Jewish people who follow Jesus, mm-hmm. um, but keep a lot of the traditional. Things mm. like the yarmulke and, uh, and the talif and all that, um, and which I visit them so as well. So they're like Jewish Christian. They're Christian? Jewish Christians, and I call yeah. myself a Jewish Christian. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's awesome. All right, cool. Um, did you ever step away from the faith? Your faith, like, did you ever leave and turn your back on God, like some of us do? <laughs> well, <laughs> you, you know, you know what, Joseph. First thirty-six years of my life, I, I didn't follow God. Yeah. Okay, so because of all the things I've gone through, because I didn't surrender to, to the Lord and really know those biblical principles that could have kept me safe and focused mm. and everything, uh, so when I did surrender to Christ, um, I, 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 it, he changed me. <laughs> I'd done all those other things, and no, I've not turned back. Got it. Yeah, That's awesome. thank God. You know, it's interesting because you're talking about he changed you, right? He transformed oh, you. And yes. it's like when there's a real transformation, there is no going back. No. You've been transformed. It's yeah. like a butterfly trying to become a caterpillar again. Yes. It's it's not feasible, right? Exactly. So I get that. And I think God wants us to be all butterflies, right? I'm being all soft and wussy here. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Saul, I think it's easy to learn about God but never know him, right? Yeah. When was the first time you experienced God? In a tangible way. Oh, that's that's a good question. Isn't that a good that's question? a good question. I feel like it's a good question. Yeah, um, you know, when I started when I started uh, going to church, I had gone through a divorce. I didn't want it, but I'd gone through a divorce and uh, lost everything financially and everything. And and um, when I started going to church and going to Bible study, 
learning how to uh, live the way God wants us to live, uh, then I started experiencing some new things, some different things, and I started prayers being answered. Remember, I was broke, and all of a sudden, I got a job. Uh, a, a, my whole career changed. God had me go back to get my master's degree in counseling and, and, and to go and, and be a, a therapist. Wow. And in that process, Joseph, uh, God had me uh, meet different people. And and I ended up doing I ended up doing youth work while I was still going while I was going to school and everything. I could see God's hand. That was the mm. first time I started saying, seeing that that's a wholly totally different lifestyle. Mm. And I'm having more fun, more joy, being a, a a follower of Christ. Am I perfect? No. Ask my wife. I did remarry, <laughs> you know. But am I perfect? No, I'm not. I'm not. But my motivation, our motivation as believers in Christ, whether we're evangelical or Catholic, mm-hmm. our motivation is different now. It's to please him. And, and reading the Bible gives us the rules and, and, and how to please God. And through all that, he's saying, if you'll do it my way, you will have, um, quote, success like it says in Joshua. You'll have more peace and less anxiety. Yeah, do it my serious. way. It's huge, man. And we talk about that on some of the episodes, you know, the anxiety, the stress, oh. the struggles, all that stuff, you know. Yeah. Life is just, it's, I wouldn't say it's easier with with faith, uh, being faith-led, mm-hmm. but it's definitely uh, more rewarding and much more peaceful. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. it's like, we still have the struggles, but we got peace. We do. And it's like, even if you're not faith-led and you're fear-led, mm-hmm. you still have the struggles, except yeah. you don't have peace. That's right. Like, you why know. would you want that? Anyway, Yeah. Uh, how does your faith really show up in your life, in your opinion? Um, that's a good question, too. I mean, I'm... I I'm, got like a list you, of good you questions. You got some really so good out. questions, Joseph. <laughs> and I hope your audience appreciates that, you know? <laughs> yeah, audience appreciates Yes. That. <laughs> how does my faith... How does your faith show up in like your day to day life? Yeah, right? um, leading leading a um, a Christ centered ministry um, is really um, it really takes focusing on God's principles, how to lead, and I love leadership. I love studying leadership and a biblical having a biblical worldview mm-hmm. teaches you how to lead biblically mm. and not religiously, biblically. And what happens is now not only have, have, have you been transformed, the people around you get transformed. Distinguish the two, biblically and, and the other. Yeah, biblically, there, there's the scriptures that, that, um, that talk about uh, how, how to lead other people um, are, are laid out in, a, in, in, the, in the Bible on um, uh, being an encourager, lifting them up making sure they get trained. That's all in the Bible. Mm-hmm. And, and religiously, sometimes religion is just a bunch of traditions. I love tradition. Mm-hmm. Jewish, you know. They have their place. Right. They Jewish, have their place. Like the, the, the kings and queens of tradition. Yes, of course. Tradition. And I hope, a tradition. I hope you yeah. have a number of Jewish people listening. So, um, so the traditions are fine, but sometimes religion gets in the way of relationships. Mm. And Spot that's on. the difference. Spot on, right? And that goes back to my earlier question, right? Is like so many of us were raised with God. We know of God in our heads, but we've never experienced him, right? We don't yeah. actually have the relationship. And that's my whole life, right? Mm. That's what I had. I was raised in a Catholic home with rules and regulations and just discipline and everything. So it was all the what, but not the why, right? Yeah. I didn't yeah. have the relationship of like, you know, this isn't just 
a God of fear and wrath and judgment, but he's a God of love and mercy, mm -hmm. right? And, and compassion. And he's my father. Yes. Like I didn't have that. I might've been told it up in my head, but I never experienced it. Yeah. And that's where my life transformed when God gave me that gift. Yes. And that's what I pray for each of our listeners as mm -hmm. they're listening and right now. You've just described what I've gone through. The, the, the Catholic guilt that you grew up with, you, you got it from the Jewish community. Man, the Jewish people. That's <laughs> we, the we had it, it first, and then it just went on to all the other <laughs> all the other folks throughout the world. Exactly, yeah. and I don't I don't want to talk bad about you know guilt or whatever. I think guilt yeah. has its place. Guilt is good because it, it motivates our conscience sometimes mm -hmm. to make the right choices. Mm -hmm. But when it's abused, mm -hmm. and, and and I don't blame our parents, right? It's yeah. they didn't know what they didn't know, right? Right. We think, hey, here's the right way to do it because this is how it was done to me. Yeah. That doesn't make it the right way. Yeah. You know, the question is, is it workable or is it unworkable? Yeah. If it's not working, stop doing it. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's what it but it is, it is grace. The, 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 you know, the relationship is grace-based. Yeah. So it's grace, but with accountability, though, too, Joseph. You know, we're accountable. We're accountable to God. And, and um, he's teaching us through his word, which you read the word, um, is that we are to be grace-oriented. You said mercy earlier. Mm. That's wonderful. It is, to be merciful. And yet there's boundaries and, and also to, um, when, you in, when we interact with other people, to encourage them, to, to lift them up, to build them up, and, and for us to build up ourselves. You know, King David, he, he uh, says in Scripture, he encouraged himself. See, number one cheerleader is, for us is ourselves mm. with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's yeah. not prideful. And that's not easy to do sometimes. No, you know? it isn't. We you all know, get I, down. I look at uh, the, what you just brought up, encouraging people, right, and lifting each other up, right? That's the biblical way of living and, and connecting with others. And it's like I'm driving back yesterday, and for me, like, I used to have some road rage issues. Um, now they're less, right? But they're still there, right? The temptations there. And like, I'm driving in the left lane, right? It's late at night. There's hardly any cars in the road. Cars in front of me. He's doing his thing. And then all of a sudden, he breaks, like almost to a complete stop from like 50 miles an hour at a green light in the left lane. And I honk the horn and swerve around him, right? Say I was looking down at my phone, both our lives would have changed in that wow. moment, right? Wow. And yeah. then I drove all the way up, and then the next light was red, and I pulled up to the next light. And he pulls up almost alongside of me, and I stop just because I want to have a word. Right? <laughs> and uh, he's, he's like, apologizing and, and waving his hands and saying, I'm sorry, right? He was taking initiation. Mm. Uh, he was initiating. Yeah. And I just pointed because he was on his phone. And uh -huh. I just pointed down at the phone, and I was like, get off the phone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So he rolls up right next to me, and he rolls down the window, and he said, listen, I just wanted to say I truly apologize for that. Yeah. Like, totally disarmed me. Yeah. And Very good. And I was, like, annoyed or whatever, and I said, I get it. That's just really dangerous. Like, you yeah. you almost just wrecked both our lives, right, because right. you're on your phone or whatever. Right. He's like, again, I truly apologize. Hmm. And you know what? He stood more Christian than I did in that moment. Mm. He owned up. He took responsibility, yeah. right? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I just point that out because we're all broken, man. Yeah. Oh, Works yeah. in progress. Hey, Saul, what do you want family or your friends or loved ones to know when they're tempted or already have given up on God? Mm. They, they've lost hope. Yeah. They're giving up on What do you want them to hope. know in that moment? want them to know that, um, number one, is don't give up on God. they got to hear it and not just 
not say anything. He says, don't give up on God. What if they're I, angry at him? That's Maybe okay. someone they died can, or something. Yeah. You know? and, said, and if that's the case, you say, you know what? God can handle it. You're angry at God? He can handle it. What does that mean? That means that can handle it. The, the, the fact that the emotions that we have, well, let's say we, we lose a loved one. Mm. Um, we, have, we, need, we need to grieve it. It needs to come out so we can process and get healing. And so people say, God, I just can't believe you would, you would do this. How? And, and other people get offended. Mm. How can you yell at God? Well, God can handle it. He can take it. He can take it. Be real. Be real. And then, you, then what you do is you, and, and you re- reinforce what they're going through. It says, you must really be hurting right now. Mm. Yes, I am. Yeah, you sound like you're really broken. Yeah. Mm. And you're angry. Yeah. God. You know, that, I get that. And what shows up for me is God craves intimacy with us. He yeah? does. He and does. the worst thing um, or the opposite of intimacy is indifference, mm. in my opinion, yeah. right? Not caring either way. Mm-hmm. And that's the worst. That's yeah. what God does not want with us. And even anger, even hatred, in that there's intimacy. Because you can't be angry at someone and not be connected. That's right. Right? Like That's me right. with that driver that I hadn't met, I was angry at him. And I was connected at a very human level. Mm-hmm. There was some kind of intimacy there in my anger towards him. So God, I think, will even take the angry, yelling at him, yeah. etc., rather than you walking away from him. That's right. He just wants to have the conversation. He wants to see the open wounds and say, hey, I'm here. It's okay. I get yeah. that you don't see it all. Amen. I get that you're blaming me. Yeah. I get it. I get that you're hurting. Come speak to me. I'm your father. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Is that fair? Yeah, very good. It's excellent, Joseph. That's exactly right. How many of us could really go on to our, our dads and be able to, to speak like that? A lot of uh, us couldn't. Others, I know others yeah, have we'll wonderful. So we want to we be approachable, don't we? Yeah, for sure. All right. So how do you think most people misinterpret your faith, Jewish Christian? <laughs> First of See all, the, the Jewish people don't look at me as being Jewish anymore. So they, your own people have Oh, my own people. They, they, they look at it and say, well, you're following this Jesus person? Mm. Then you're no longer a Jew. So you're like a, a heretic or oh, some yeah. sort to them? Oh, yes. For a lot of the Jewish people. How does that land with you? Uh, hey, it says in Scripture that when you follow me and you, you forsake your mother, your father, your friends, mm-hmm. all that— and follow me, and um, you either choose him or you choose against him. Really? Yeah. So are you, are you at peace with it? I am. I wow. am. I am. Yeah, yeah. And what's happened over the years? The 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 rabbi at the at the synagogue where I was bar mitzvah year and year, years and years ago. That rabbi's not around anymore. Yeah. But the uh, the uh, younger rabbi that that's been there now, he. Um, he, I could tell he was ignoring me. And one day, my mother goes to him. Remember, my mother's a Holocaust survivor. She's oh. like a rock star at the synagogue. That's and she it. goes, my son, he is Messianic Jew. You speak to him. I mean, she got in his face because he, he could, he, she could tell that he was ignoring me. Mm. And, uh, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. So she called it out. She called it out. Good she called her. it out, and yes. Yes. Yeah, she's not a scared of any confrontation. She, they, she survived the Holocaust. Heck yeah, man. She, she's a survivor, and um, she is a, a, a woman that's, uh, that's really a good witness to me yeah, because sure. she loves people. Uh, what she needs to understand even more deeply is that um, there's one way to get to heaven, and that's through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. 
Yeah. And and um, she's she's learning it. She's learning. That. That's awesome. And you're that witness for her. You know, so people like your mom, right? Soul that have survived the Holocaust. Yeah, she's so, 91 now. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. amazing. To me, it's heroic, right? Because just yes. that she still loves people after what she's seen humans do to humans. Exactly. That that's that's heroic to me because she has every reason on planet Earth to hate. Yes. Every reason. Yes. From what she's lived, what she's seen. Exactly. And she chooses love either way. She does. And she, when we grew up, I've got three brothers, and uh, we grew up with both our parents, and they never said they hate Germans. Mm. They even say they hated Nazis, but they they just didn't want to even talk about their experience that much. My mother did a little bit. My dad hardly ever. But what they taught us is to love people mm. and, to, and to walk in wisdom and to use discernment. Uh, so she was able to separate both, both both my parents. They were able to separate the person from their acts, the you actions. know, their yeah. actions. You know, man, I just feel so small right now. Thanks, buddy. Uh, you know, I'm like, I'm like, who am I? I don't always listen. Listen, who am I, Saul, to be angry and feeling hate and, and those things towards a guy who just you know was driving the wrong way, right? Poor behavior, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you said. And your mother will still love humans when she's seen them murder her family members right it's like man so small we could be sometimes Hmm. what part of your faith do you still sometimes wrestle with um being being in that's a wonderful question too being in ministry and uh, heading up our ministry our our budget is um my goodness, it's, uh, it's over $2 million. There's, mm. there's a lot of money that needs to be raised to provide free services. Yeah, absolutely. All right? uh, over the years, there's been over 8,000 babies saved, over 7,000 salvations, and all these things. We've spoken to 150,000 students. Thing is, is all those accomplishments are wonderful. Now, Lord, where's that money going to come from? And so it's hard for me at times to trust God. I keep saying I'm going to trust God for the finances, mm. but then why do I worry why do at you? times? Because I get my eyes off the Lord mm. and onto the situation. So very Peter, right? And yes. Stepping out of the boat. That's right. And he, he took his eyes off the Lord and looked yeah. down at the waves. And I'm, I take my eyes off, off the Lord at times, and I'm looking at what, quote, what I think is reality. Mm. How are we going to do this? You know, we're going to have to see a number, mm. number of donors. We've got more events we need to do. And go back to the source, and that's, that's our Lord. Yeah. The Lord is our source. Plant and water God will bring the increase. And it's easier for me to say it than, than to live it every day. Yeah, because when you look down and you hear the wind and you see the waves, <laughs> the, see the, the financial wind, waves right. up The and financial down, waves, very good. Down, it's yeah. like, ah, it's yeah. just human. It's, yes. it's human to doubt. And God calls us, um, you know, through his grace to just keep the eyes on me. It is. And, right? and, and the best way for me, I mean, I go, to, I go to church, go to Mass and all that. Um, the best way for me is to be in God's Word every day. That, that's the glue that, that holds me uh, more, quote, accountable and more trusting. Mm. I read the Word, and the Word is saying, you know, whatever, whatever book. I, I, I usually, I have the one-year Bible, so I'm able to read the, the Bible um, every year. And a lot of people, I bet a number of your listeners have the one-year Bible. And so it, it keeps you focused on God's Word, which is really 
the spiritual word is what gives us the sustenance and the strength and the fortitude to continue to persevere. Yeah, I get it, right? It's life-giving. Life-giving. What's the one thing you want the world to know about your faith? About my faith? Your faith. Um, that um, walking, walking in faith transforms our lives totally. To the degree that we love God, um, that will determine our love for people. Mm. Okay, so you ask that question, and uh, first thing I think of is that my faith. I pray because faith is based on love, God, the love of love of Christ, who died for our sins. So that would be the main thing: is that uh, through the faith that that God has given me. You know, Scripture says faith is a is a is a uh, uh, is a gift from Him. But through that faith, the love I have, and hopefully the joy that I emit like you do. That's why we like each other so much. We're both pretty joyful people. We're just happy mofos. Yeah. We're just happy. Yeah. Well, happiness is one thing. Joy is another. Well said. Just checking in. Checking in. Yeah. So when I ask that question, let me actually paraphrase it a little differently. Okay. What's the one thing you want the world to know about your religion? About the religion? The religion? You, you practice, right? Especially yeah. your Jewish brothers who mm-hmm. are ostracizing you. What mm-hmm. do you want them to know about mm-hmm. You know, hey, I'm I'm still Jewish, but I'm yeah. also a Christian. Yeah. What, what's yeah. that one thing you want to? Well, the, the 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 major the major thing, the foundation of of Christianity is that uh, Christ is the Son of God, who died for us, and He is the Messiah. And in in um, my Jewish f- friends, uh, for them to understand that first Jesus is Jewish, and He is the Messiah, and that through Him, through the belief in in Jesus Christ, who was raised from the dead, we have eternal life. Mm. And a lot of folks don't even look at whether about dying. There's a lot of people, whether Jewish or non-Jewish, um, here knowing that we have eternal life, and we either spend it in heaven with our maker or we spend it in hell. And I don't want people to go to hell. And no. it's a gift. And God, God gives us the gift of faith, and our faith is to be in the... Um, eternal and uh, eternal jesus christ love it all right so saul this is about my favorite part of the show here you're gonna like what i do here okay so i'd like to welcome you to the confession round aha uh-huh. get it broken catholic okay right so there's no priest here or anything like that <laughs> okay right? but i'm going to ask you 12 quick fire questions you'll have three seconds to answer each okay don't overthink it just the first thing that comes to you are you okay. ready i'm ready gotcha what's your favorite thing about being an adult Freedom, Freedom to choose, yes. What's your least favorite thing about being an adult? All the responsibilities. What secret fear do you have about people? That they would criticize me. Mm-hmm. If you could be anyone, just for fun, for the next seven days, anyone in the world, who would you pick? Oh, my goodness. Um, anyone in the world. Well, you know what? Right now, President Trump is trying to bring peace Um over there uh, in in, uh, in Asia. So Trump. Trump right now. Got it. Yeah. What do you wish you were better at? Um, follow through. <laughs> Got that. <Okay. laughs> what dream are you scared of pursuing? Dream? Yeah, what dream are you scared of pursuing? Mm, I want to do things on a national basis. How am I going to get that done? I know that God's called me to it. How's it going to happen? Oh, Lord. You and I probably, will probably partner on that at some uh, point. What makes you smile more than anything? Children, kids, 
Yeah. I get that. Yeah. When you were a child, what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I had dark hair, and I wanted to grow up to be a surfer with blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. You know what they say? Comparison grew up here to, in near the water. You know? Yeah, yeah. Comparison <laughs> is the thief of joy, right? That's yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, if you had the power to remove any one form of suffering in the world tomorrow, mm. what would it be? Mm. Um, right now, uh, the hunger that is going on throughout the world, a great deal of hunger. Got it. Yeah. I would have thought you would have said abortion. Well, abortion abortion yeah. is, yeah. You're on the front lines every yeah. day. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Other than abortion, <laughs> Other that than would abortion. be it. Yeah. Yes. Imagine yeah. sometime in the distant future, and there you are standing in front of your tombstone. Mm-hmm. Read to us what it says on it. Mm. He loved God with all his heart. like it. When you die, what would you like to hear God say when you walk through the pearly gates? Mm-hmm. Well, the scripture says, well done, my good and faithful, faithful servant. I would love you to can. hear him say that. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And last question. If you could come back to life and tell your family and friends only one piece of advice, hmm. what would you say to them? Um, love, love more and spend more time together. Got it. Fantastic. Saul, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you? Well, the best way would be... Um, E- email, yeah, email or website. Right? Uh, the website would be newlifesolutions.org. Newlifesolutions.org. That'd be our website. Awesome. You can get my information on there. Saul, thanks for joining us today, and we wish you the love, forgiveness, and transformation of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank Amen. you, Joseph. I receive that. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Friends, I'm Joseph Warren, and you were made for greatness. Head over to BrokenCatholic.com to learn how to stop being a wuss and start being a winner. Have a blessed day and remember that God the Father loves you, he's fascinated by you, and he wants to show you his awesome plan for your life. Now go spend quiet time with him, and I'll see you on the next show.